Your big rocks is what we talk about. What is so important that it is a non-negotiable, it's non-debatable. You know, one of the things that Trina and I do very early on in the stages of the program is having people, one, face the facts because your emotions can lie to you, but the facts don't lie. And after getting through that, is setting up something we call um, the weekly game plan, which is exactly that. It is what does your weekly game plan look like and where do you plan, which scares people, schedule, which scares people, but really innately as individuals, we like structure. The old adage, we all got the same amount of time in the day, but where are you assigning your value? Welcome to the pursuit of wealth, where the H is surrounded by abundance. We want to welcome you with open arms, open heart, and an open mind to today's wonderful conversation with two wonderful women that we have joining us today, Trina and Tara. Trina and Tara are co-founders of Power Mom. They're educators, coaches, speakers, health and wellness enthusiasts, and all things sport lovers. They work with moms who struggle with exhaustion, motivation, and lack of time. They are obsessed with helping other moms create a life full of energy, confidence, and self-love. They believe every mom deserves the right to be a better individual, a partner, mom, friend, and leader. They use their tried and proven method, the daily practice, to help moms go from exhausted to energetic, unmotivated to confident, lacking time to creating time. And they do this through the four power mom components of building you, training you, fueling you and extending you. Power moms move moms to love themselves and to be the very best version. Tara played division one soccer in Boca Raton, Florida at Florida Atlantic University. And over the course of her four years, she proved her skills as a strong forward by being her team's leading scorer. And she holds a master in leadership. Trina played division two in Boca Raton, Florida at Lynn University. Over her three years there, she and her team won a national championship and made two final four appearances. She received her master's in sport business. Both are nationally certified massage therapists and wellness coaches. Together, they are moms to, to his seven-year-old twins and they understand the challenges mom faces every day. They live what they coach and they love helping other moms grow to be the best versions of themselves. They also have a free Facebook group for all moms, which we'll link below or you can just search for the Power Mom Nation and join today. That was robust. Indeed, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm only a dog mom, but I already <laughs> wanna know all about what you do because I need that too. <laughs> <laughs> so first and foremost, which one's Trina and which one's Tara? I am Trina. I am Tara. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tiffany. Nice to meet you guys. So thanks for joining us today. So I have one quick, say, the mom with the dark hair or the mom <laughs> oh, with the glasses. <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> That's a way to distinguish it. So I have a quick question for you guys. I'm sort of guessing you might've met over soccer. Yeah. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> I love it. Well, tell us a little bit more about Power Moms. It sounds pretty awesome. It sounds like me and Julie are going to join right now. So tell us a little bit more. Give us the down and dirty. We take dog moms too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're exclusive moms or inclusive, you know, I should say. I think the number one question we get asked all the time is like, how did you start this and why? And, and you know, how did this all come about? And really several years ago, um, I was working in the corporate world. Um, I remember it was freezing cold. I got in my car 
and the exhaustion of the day really followed me. And I started the car. I remember like vividly turning the headlights on, pressing the gas and just stopping and having a freaking meltdown. I slammed my hands on the steering wheel, screamed at the top of my lungs, which now I have talked to thousands of moms who can relate to this exact same feeling is the thought of walking in the door from my corporate job to now the job of mom was daunting. Um, we had what little baby twins at the time, six still, they're seven. So it was just about six years ago. And I had put them, Trina, my work, everything else before me. And I felt unmotivated. I was tired. I had lost all my confidence, lost all my own self-love. And I was at the time really soul searching because I wasn't exactly sure what was happening. We go from athlete to, you know, pumped up all the time to the way I am right now. Um, but it wasn't like that right after having kids and something was just going on and I couldn't figure out what it was. And so I was doing a lot of reading. I was listening to tons of stuff and there was one thing and it was that you don't want to be average because average is just like everybody else. And I kind of felt this stab in my heart really because here I was living an average life that I knew I didn't want to. And you probably remember me walking in the door that night. I do. <laughs> I was like, we've got to change. We've got to do something. <laughs> like if we're going through this, every other mom's got to be figuring, you know, so do you remember that? I do. She walked in the door <laughs> and it's like all the emotion that she had built up as she was, you know, from that moment to driving home, she came into the door and was just like, Trina, this is how I've been feeling. And it was great because I was able to, you know, understand where she was at. And then we started to sit down and just say, okay, how do we figure this out? Yeah, I mean, we looked for a program for moms and you guys, there's not one out there. Like there is not a program specifically for moms. And I couldn't believe it. And we asked each other, we were like, what if we take what we both know, learn even a hell of a lot more, which we have over the last six years and create a program for moms ourselves. So we did. And that's such a beautiful thing because at the end of the day, you don't need 700 certificates to help other people. You just have to have the desire to do it. And that pivotal, that pivotal sort of breaking point that we've all experienced through various, but it's that it's when we are, exist in those deep, dark moments that if you have some bit of awareness and, and just a hold on yourself, you realize it's the most beautiful time to experience because it elicits such you know, deep change within you. Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, here's where I'm going with this. And I think that that's such a beautiful reason to have, you know, even collectively come together and say, okay, how are we going to help other moms like ourselves? Because you're right. How many times have I had that experience? How many times, you know what I mean? Have we as women, and, and I think that that's, you know, we say mom too, but correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes just as a woman, we tend to put ourselves second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's very common that everything else comes before us and this um, notion of, of, of guilt or self-love um, until you really dive into it and, and uncover, you know, why that's happening. Um, you're totally right. Yeah, we get stuck in the whole not enough, not good enough, not, you know, energetic enough, not thin enough, not whatever enough. Um, to, to look after and, and now in our generation too, because we're kind of in that sandwich place where we've got aging parents who need our help as well as young kids that, you know, or teens or, or whatever who are growing and need our help and jobs and house and the responsibilities of everyday life. I, 
I don't have children and I never have. So I can't even imagine because I know what it's like not having children and trying to keep up with all those things. And when I travel and leave my husband alone, he's, when I come back, he's like, thank you for the reminder of how much you actually do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, okay, so you come home, you have this sort of dark experience and Trina serves you a bowl of pasta or whatever you're, okay, well, let's, <laughs> let's break this down. <laughs> let's sort of unpack that. So that's a pretty strong moment too, especially for your partner to hear like, life isn't exactly what I thought it would be. And, right? and let's face it. I mean, I'm working a corporate job, right? Right. Uh, selling Cheetos to young kids. So read, nice. read there. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and she's home with twins and I come bursting in the door and not even caring, wondering, or I did care, but like how her day was, right? Like, right, right. She's like, well, here's dinner. Um, <laughs> it's <are> great. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think um, on the flip side, um, it was hard for me too. You know, she'd get up in the morning and she'd leave. And I'd hear what it was like for her to be pumping in the car. She's driving to work. And then I'd hear about her, you know, stressful day. And she'd come home and I'd be stressed out of my head because I'm trying to juggle two babies. And luckily at the time we had somebody that was able to help us out a little bit during that time. But, um, you know, on the flip side, when she came to me and was like, you know, this is where I'm at. First of all, I'm like, look, the emotions that you feel as a pregnant woman, holy cow. I have not experienced them because I have not birthed children. But watching what she went through, I was like, oh my goodness, what is you know, going on. And there's been a lot to juggle with that. So when she came to me, it was well, I was welcoming to it because I've always been passionate about, um, you know, fitness. And then I've had my own experience with nutrition. And so I knew that we could be better and I knew how we could be better. We just needed to figure it out for ourselves first. And then I loved the idea of reaching out and helping other people. We are, that's how we are. That's how we both, you know, um, work together is, you know, we're always, how can we serve other people? How can we help other people? And to see what Tara was going through and experiencing, and it was affecting me too. I didn't have a lot of me time either. She was getting up out of the house by, you know, 637. I didn't leave a lot of time for me. And so as we worked through that in our own lives, and then we put it together and that has just grown and blossomed. And that's how we, you know, worked our way through and found power mom. And um, that's where the four power components come through is because when we say we live it, we live it, we truly live it. Um, and it became through, it came through our experiences um, of putting everything together. So it's been great. So, so what did that, I mean, just take us through some of that evolution. What did that look like at the beginning and how does, you know, what does it kind of look like today? So I'll let you go. So, uh, you know, tactically, I'll go through that really quick. And then Trina can go through more of the, the emotion part of it. But, you know, tactically, um, we, we, like she said, look, we know, we know what to do, right? Athletes understand nutrition, um, all the, everything that goes along with it, serving yourself, serving others, but kind of putting it all together has evolved and it's taken a, a long time and right to where we are today is is so solid and it's so fun but you know tactically i'm like how we figured it out for ourselves but how do we get this to other people and um you know looking at strategic programs and things online and and how to figure out how to deliver this in a package that is sustainable not a fad 
not, you know, some crazy, you know, cabbage soup diet for seven days or do a challenge, you know, plank challenge for seven days or whatever it is. It's like that stuff doesn't work and it's not sustainable and people get caught in those traps day in and day out. And so what we've created really is a sustainable program for women moms to plug into um, where it changes everything about their being. So it's not five weeks, 10 weeks, 20 weeks. It's you make the decision now because you're ready for change and it lasts literally for the rest of your life. Right. And I would say, you know, tactically was like getting very specific, like click funnels as an example, it's a software. And so I took nights, hours, plane rides, trips, um, any time that I had to listen to every single training to understand how to use that software, um, put a ton of, inf- you know, effort into that to doing videos, to delivering. Um, now what we have is a really robust end product, um, but definitely, you know, a lot of work put into that. So, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, we're like you guys, we love to learn. And so there is a lot of learning getting coaches. We've had coaches ourselves, yeah. you know, that's why we're, we're like, we're like everybody else. We, we love to learn and grow, but we need that direction and that growth. And so, we reached out to a lot of people that helped us get to where we're at from a tactical side. And then inside of it, the four power components, we actually started with three. And the first one was building you, training you and fueling you. And we added extending you and it all comes together very holistically um, in a really powerful way because building you is the first thing that moms don't do. And that is they do not take time for themselves. Right. And so um, these four power components become the daily practice. And within these areas, we talk about the power hour and how moms can really cultivate into their this into their their lives. And so building you, um, you know, we determine where a mom is at within her life today. Then we help her figure out where does she wants to go. So we build that roadmap from here you are today and we call it your 2.0 version. And here is who it is that you want to become. And so we help them build that out specifically um, for them and their life, because it's different for everybody, but we want them to have that vision of this is where I want to go. This is where I'm at and this is where I want to go. And then fueling you, you know, we, we keep nutrition really simple. Um, You know, this for us, it's a, for our moms, we don't want them to be counting the points and the calories. We just want the nutrition to be solid and really simple for them. So the new power mom nutrition, protocol, it works for every single mom on the planet because we do keep it simple. And if they want to dive deeper into what their personal needs are, we fully support that as well. And then number three is training you. And we teach moms how to quickly and effectively get real results without hours in the gym. Moms do not have time to go to the gym, right? I started working out from home. I was always loved to run, but here I have two kids I couldn't just, you know, oh, I'm going to leave you guys and go for a run, right? And so I started working out from home and I've continued that because I love it and it saves time and you can still be effective with it. And the fourth power component that we added is extending you. And the best gift you can give anyone is the gift of your presence. So within extending you, um, we show our moms how to create deep connections with the ones they love. Because what happens naturally is as they begin to build themselves up and they start to learn about nutrition and training, all of a sudden they're giving that to their partner 
They're giving it to their kids. They're giving it to their friends and their family. And they're saying, look what I'm learning. Look what I'm doing. The kids are jumping into the workouts. The kids are now eating better. Um, they, you know, they're feeling better about themselves. So now they're, they're serving better, right? Like when we are empty inside, we don't have as much to give. And so as we feel great about ourselves, gosh, our day feels better, right? You wake up and you feel great about yourself. That just extends out to the world. So we added that is, um, as our fourth power. That's great. That's so great. That really is great. And, you know, I just wanted to one second, just bring it back to sort of the beginning of that conversation. And just to kind of highlight this only because I too have experienced it, you know, like you Trina, I stayed home with my daughter until she was five and, you know, I I'm divorced and my partner now, you know, even now she gets up, she goes to work, she comes home and, you know, she's going to school. So now she does her school stuff. And there are times where I just sit there and I'm like, why do you get to do all these things? You know, and it's not, it's not, and she has her own struggles and that's not to take away from it. But sometimes we look at our other partner and think they get to do the things that I don't. At the same time, she's like, well, you get to stay home with the kids and I would love to do that. So it's this sort of ebb and flow. But, but what I know about being a stay-at-home mom is it is the most beautiful, wonderful experience. I would never give back a single moment of it ever. What I also know is it's an extremely lonely place. Mm -hmm. It's a very lonely place that most people don't understand or understand about it for you. And I love that you're trying to give that back to moms. And it's not something that I truly understood probably until we started really, I started really changing my life through podcasts and, and, and things like that. Probably about a year, year and a half ago, I thought mom, no, not Tiffany, mom. Yeah. No, that's who I am. Who are right. you? Well, I'm, I'm the mother to Lucy. Well, that's who I am. And but it's not that. And it's so much more than that. And I don't, I doubt that I'm the only one considering it sounds like you experienced that same thing and not to take away from you, Tara, because I totally get what you're saying too. You've got that nine to five grind and you also have the kids at home. Like there's so many different components of this where as a collective, it's just hard for both. Mm -hmm. Right. But hearing somebody else say, you don't have to exist like that is so much less of a lonely place even for me two years ago. Do you know what I mean? And so I, I think that that's such a powerful thing, powerful thing that you guys are doing for, for other moms, because I, I love what you're saying. And you know, and you're so right. I know the moms that I most, you know, get along with and, and, and they're the ones that raise their kids more like-minded to mine, right? That's how, what we do. And through that too, we lose we lose us. Do you know what I mean? Because we're trying to be everything for these tiny little humans. But what's happening is we're actually being less for them. Yes. Yes. And that, and that was that aha moment for me where I was like, I have to make these changes for me because it also reflects how I'm showing up for my daughter and my partner and everything and everybody else in my life. Yes. That is a hundred percent what it really is about. And that's why we start with the building you mm -hmm. because people want the nutrition. They want the exercise. Like you can Google all of that. We right. do not live in a world where it's hard to find out something to do, but until somebody really starts to change and believe here, right? They've lost belief in themselves. They've lost that confidence. They don't feel good about themselves. 
and it affects everything that they do in life. And exactly what you just said, if we can start to build here, all of a sudden you go, wow, this is a desire I have. I can dream again. Wait, I'm allowed to? Wait, that kid that sucks my energy, I, it's okay for me to say, hold on, wait, I'm having a moment, a mom personal moment. Like that's okay. And we give permission to moms to do that. And one of my favorite things I talk about is um, every morning I meditate. And there have been times my son, my daughter likes to sleep in, but my son is an early riser. And there are times that he'll come down in the middle of my meditation. I've had to learn to balance this, but as he comes in, I have a teaching moment in that moment. Mm. And there have been times that I've taken, especially early on, I've taken my pod and I put it in his ear and I said, this is what I'm doing because I want him to maybe foster that in his own life if he chooses to, right? And, but it's grown to, okay, now you know what I'm doing, please respect my space. Mm -hmm. So now there are times he'll come in and I can film, he'll sit right next to me and I know he's there. And I'll just maybe do this just to let him know, give me a second. But he has learned to respect that. And I think that's powerful because moving forward in life, he's gonna maybe give, give that to somebody else that he knows and says, hey, I'm in a relationship with you. I'm gonna give you that space and that time. And so it's been really powerful to, to be able to be that example, exactly what you're saying. Well, you're modeling. And I think that that's what we're losing that sight of. If we want our kids to be, you know, for myself, I want her, you know, to be as respectful as she can, as kind as she can and have boundaries. Well, if I'm not showing her how to have boundaries, if I'm not modeling her that mom doesn't have any boundaries, how can I expect her to have any boundaries? And that's exactly what you're, you're talking about there with your son. Now he has this beautiful gift of understanding what a boundary is and he's not hurt by it. Right. Right. Because you didn't just shut the door on him and say, I'm meditating, you know, get out, go find a toy, go get your iPad. Hey, this is what I'm doing. If you want to experience it with me, you're more than welcome to. If not, just, you know, I'm just going to have my space and we'll connect in a few minutes. Yeah. And he's learned to really respect that. Now, there are times that I want to say what you just said. <laughs> right. Naturally. Wait, 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 I'm supposed to be. Of course. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Right. I'm meditating. Now I need more meditation. <laughs> Another 10 minutes. You know, and I, I think sometimes, at least for me, that's a little bit scary, right? That word like meditation, like people think like, oh, you're, you know, sitting and oming and all this stuff. And so um, I think that looks different for, for everyone. Yeah. And sometimes it's just quiet space. Sometimes it's a walk. Sometimes it's just breathing. Sometimes it's going for a run, like whatever it is for that mom. And we really help them discover and uncover what it is for you. Is it journaling? Is it five minutes with a cup of coffee staring, you know, at the world without an electronic? Like, what is it that's going to really start your day um, with with solitude and be able to have that really amazing foundation, which Trina calls me time in our program, really talking about, you know, a 30 minute start, a 30 minute power, half hour, whatever you want to call it. And, and then it, it segues into a power mom hour because we really talk about creating that time and that space for you to set the intentions for the day. Yeah, I think, and I love that because the, the complaint I hear most from, or the issue or the pain point I hear most from potential clients of mine, moms or not, is I don't have the time. Well, we all have the time. We don't make the time. Um, and, and sooner or later, and I've had this experience myself where in my corporate job, I worked so many 70 hour weeks for so many years 
that my body made the decision for me. Uh And I ended up being signed off of work because my body just said, "Uh uh-uh, we're done. Yeah. Um, And I was very, very ill for months. And um, I don't ever want that to happen to anybody else. No, and Julie, I bet your body had told you multiple times prior to you actually listening. Oh, yes. And and I I just want to say, because I I find that such, I I just talked about this. I just closed out um, a workshop that I did that, um, you know, Julie was a part of. And just two things. It's, you know, it's called pursuing conscious mind. That has nothing to do with it, except for what you were talking about before. What you're seeking or what we're trying to tell people or to suggest to people or for them to experience is spending five minutes inward. And that can be such a scary place. Just turn it inward for five minutes. You know what I mean? And you're right. Meditation can be any form. As long as it fits that sort of recipe of just turning inward, looking inward without some sort of stimuli, right? Something to take you away from you. Just turn inward. And the other thing that I was was talking about on Saturday was this issue of time. And I sort of kind of illustrate it like this. We assign values of time. Consciously or unconsciously, we've all assigned a value to this podcast. We're all here. We consciously assigned an hour of our day to be together right now. Well, if you look at every other aspect of your day, you've assigned a a value to it. If it is to connect in the evening together without the kids, you've assigned that value. I'm sure there's nothing that gets in the way of that value, right? That signed time that you have, more or less, in a perfect space. The same thing with your morning routine. Like we've all assigned values to eating. We've assigned values to, you know, friendships and relationships. And I think the more that we become aware that we've already done this, it'd be so much easier to look where you can assign a new value to something wonderful. You know what I mean? Because we all do have the time. It's just, does it mean enough to you? And that's kind of how I say, what value does it have? And if it doesn't, well, of course, you're not going to make any time. You know, I don't drink, so I would never go to a bar. That has no value to me. I would never do that. You know what I mean? But it might be have value to somebody else. And that's okay. We've all just assigned these values to some part of our day or our time. You know, you said earlier um, about bringing, you know, the community together and folks do a, a lot of similar things. But what you just said, we talk about in just a very change detail is going like these are your big rocks Mm. right your your big rocks is what we talk about what is so important that it is a non-negotiable it's non-debatable and then you you know can fill in with those other things but um it's very interesting as we talk to people that um kind of like what you are going through julie yes you're being told subconsciously that something's going on but you're not taking the action to do it and you know one of the things that trina and i do very early on in the stages of the program is having people one face the facts because your emotions can lie to you, but the facts don't lie. And after getting through that is setting up something we call um, the weekly game plan, which is exactly that. It is what does your weekly game plan look like and where do you plan, which scares people schedule, which scares people, but really innately as individuals, we like structure and we need that. And it's really good for kids too. And so working with folks to say the old adage, we all got the same amount of time in the day, but where are you assigning your value? Where are your big rocks going? And what does that look like? And starting off one to three days out, then maybe three to five days out, right? Because 
it, it's it's tough and it's scary and it's daunting for folks. But once they they figure it out, oh my gosh, I never realized I could take forty five minutes for myself. Like, no, I just didn't even know that that time existed. And it's been really really powerful to see um, moms say that the me time and the the created time that we've helped them structure is the most important time of their day. Well, and you know, and and you, I know, Terry, you know about this, having been in co the corporate life for so many years. Um, I think where a lot of women struggle, and especially working moms who, you know, working outside the outside the home, is there's this pressure from work. You know, you have to keep putting in these hours. You have to keep taking on these projects. We have all this stuff that you have to get done, and it's not getting done. And you're the only person who can do it. You know, and we forget that we actually do have power to delegate. We do actually have power to delegate up as well as down. We do have the power to say no. We yes. do have the power to say, I can do that next week instead of, oh, get it done today, you know, or the power to say, well, I'm working on a project for this other person. If you want to talk to them about which one, you know, takes priority, that's fine. Just let me know, but I can't do, I can't do both. It's okay. To so schedule time on your calendar to eat your lunch and not have to snarf your food down while you're writing memos, right? You know, that's an interesting point, Julie, that you just brought up. Because here's the thing. How often do it, how often, especially as moms, is no the first word that comes out of our mouth? It's so easy to say it to our kids, is it not? Right? Yeah. To just be like, no, you can't have whatever. X, Y, and Z. It's almost dinner time or yeah, right. <laughs> you can't have whatever or no, no, maybe not today. No, this, no, that. So we can say that pretty freely, but when it comes to like that inner boundary, that is a very foreign word, isn't it? Cause it's, it's not, yeah, we're, and I think we're taught from a, a young age. I certainly was that I wasn't to say no to anyone. I wasn't to ever make someone else feel uncomfortable. I was to, you know, be the good girl who did what was asked of me. Okay. You know, and now we have to just keep doing it and doing it. And yeah. Good job. And, then, good and, job. Like I, say, and, and I, I love, I love what you talk about for foundations and the big rocks. I, I mean, one of the first things I work on with my clients is self-acceptance. I believe that is the cornerstone of change because we only take care of things we love. We only take care of things we care about. And if we forget that piece, that very important piece, we cast ourselves aside as I come after everybody else. And we don't even realize we're doing it until we actually try to get to a place where we can look ourselves in the mirror and say, oh, I love you, you know? And it's, it's amazing how easy that is to kind of, you know, and I can only imagine for moms as well, because then there's the added pressure that you have to be the, the, the connection for this, this small human, you know, that needs you because no one else can, right? And I'm not saying dads don't have a big, you know, part oh, in it and other yeah. parents don't have a big part in it because I know that's not true. But in some families, it is. And that's a lot of pressure for, for moms to carry, mm -hmm. I think. So I love, I love, you know, what, what you're doing. I mean, the program sounds amazing does. I have a question for you guys. This, yeah. Stick with me because it may sound a little um, off-putting at first, but I'm sure you have, I know you have, you guys have helped change many a mom's life, right? Yes. Have, have you turned any of them into selfish beings? 
by providing them this power of their time. And I ask that sort of tongue in cheek because I think it's important for other moms to hear that it's might feel selfish, but is it? Like have you, you, you walk away and you handle moms and you think, well, well that's a selfish mom because she took time for herself. Yeah, I think it's a really, really great question. And I think that yes, in the beginning folks, do, you know, moms feel like, oh my gosh, like the mom guilt. Yeah. If I go take time for me, then I'm being selfish. And I think that there's a very, very fine line that we walk between, mm -hmm. you know, being selfish and taking time for thyself. And I, there, it's, it is a very fine line. And I really love the question. Um, Trina does a great job with helping moms say, this is the time like she does with Tristan, right? This is the time for me. And then I can give more to you. And the more that you are able to do that and look, do, are there some moms out there? I would easily say, oh my gosh, like she never spends time with her kid. She's in the gym for six hours a day. Like, do those people exist? Yes. The moms we're working with, um, you know, they come to us with the problems that we're talking about today, with the issues that are so challenging them because they don't know which way to spin. They have no idea. And when they start to find the time to focus on themselves, then they realize, holy cow, I'm a better mom. I'm a better partner. I'm a better leader. I'm a better anything. And that's one thing that we really hang our hats on and pride ourselves on is everybody has the right to be better starting a minute from now. Mm -hmm. And that's so beautiful that you said, and, and thank you for handling that question, because I knew you would understand I was not calling anybody you know, selfish by any means, but we have that in the back of our head. But the interesting thing that I just wanted to point out too, is that moms are sort of at the helm or even women in general, especially in most family dynamics, correct? It doesn't matter you know, what your family dynamic looks like. Likely the mom is at the helm of that, or the woman is at the helm of that. And so with that, we have to understand that if we are going through some change, everyone else will experience it too. And you have to make that choice of, well, what am I spreading? Like, what, what am I growing? What am I cultivating for everyone else around me? Sort of at this, in this helm, right? Because any of these moms that you're helping, if they're stay-at-home moms, they're telling all their mom friends. If they're, you know, out-of-the-house moms, they're telling people that they work with. And we're spreading this, this sort of new way, this new life. And it just, it spreads through everyone in such a beautiful way. But if you don't take those actions, it's also, I think, important to think about, well, what does that look like for the others around me too? Yeah. So I think one of the things, uh, as you say that, um, you know, moms do come to us and say, does this mean, actually we do, we talk about this in one of our webinars, like, your kids and your partner come to you and they're like, does this mean we can't have Friday night pizza? Because <laughs> you're doing this thing. How is this going to affect us? Right. And we, we, we chuckle about it and we're like, look, no, you need to do this for you because you're choosing to do this. Eventually you'll see changes. All of a sudden your partner will be like, Oh, I guess that salad does look good. Maybe I'll have some of that with you. And so is there a time where you have to maybe make your own food and make a little different for your kids or your, your partner? Maybe, but as you do that over time, there that still that example is going to be there. And those little eyeballs are watching everything you do, whether it be good or bad, right? 
And so I think moms, there are this, there is this moment of, should I do this for myself? And then, oh my gosh, how's it going to affect my family? Right. Right. And so we have to turn it to the bright side of, of what this is going to do. It's going to show that you can change. It can show that you are able to take things on that aren't easy, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I know what I'm going to get out of it is positive. And then those changes are going to start to filter. And I think it does have to do with personality and how the mom handles such a change, but it does affect everyone. And I remember that um, I was doing this triathlons before I had kids and there was this couple that they would, I mean, they still compete in these triathlons and they had two kids. And I remember Tiffany thinking, how selfish are they? Like every morning on Saturday and Sunday, cause I knew how much time they were spending half the day, you know, doing these trainings or going to the races. And I know what they're doing during the week, how selfish of them as a culture, we're taught that that's selfish. Mm-hmm. I now look on this back on this couple and I think what a great example they were to their kids. Who oh, am I yeah. Maybe, maybe this was their time of like, I'm going to go train and you get to go spend time with grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Now the kids are off with grandma and grandpa cultivating that relationship. But from my perspective, Oh, you're selfish. And it was a really, it's been a really good thing for me to look back on and understand that as a culture, we have to change this. This isn't about being selfish. This is about fostering who we are. Then we can go give our time and be better. It's funny that you say that because remember we had a guest on who was training for the marathon and we had asked the question about what did that look like for your son? And she said, well, on Saturday mornings, I'd have to go run for four hours. And she remembered having conversations and other moms would be like, you leave him for four hours. <laughs> and she was like, my husband golfs twice on the weekends and he's gone for four to six hours. No one thinks that this is a problem. Yeah. And that's right. such an interesting thing. It's such a aha moment where it's like us as a society, we're like, no, you're bad. You're wrong. You go home and be with your son, your husband. He can be gone all weekend. It's no problem. That's totally, he needs to de-stress or do you know what I mean? But yeah. how, how backwards is that? That's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. My brother and I had this conversation. He's like, guys can go for hunting trips for weeks. You ask a woman to leave for a week and the husband's like, what? You're going where? <laughs> you right. know, I'm not saying that's for all husbands. And that's no. why my brother and I were talking about it. But you're right. It does. It's a very interesting cultural thing that we've learned. And so it's about changing this, um, you know, simply every day and just taking, starting with that half hour and then that hour. And then you, as the moms grow, um, you know, it starts to filter out and like, we have one mom specifically, um, her life has changed. She is now, gosh, she didn't think she could do a burpee, right? A plank was scary. She's now like in the gym with a trainer, lifting weights, doing weights she never thought she could do. And guess who was watching her? Her daughter. Her daughter has now started playing hockey. Her mom now comes home and says, what are we going to make? And now they're making healthy foods. And so when you talk about, is this selfish? Maybe it looks like that from the outside at first. Mm. Man, no way. It ignites a fire that just goes throughout the family. Well, and one of the things I love that you said earlier was that, you know, you discovered this was a teaching moment. And I think a lot of it is the way we frame it. Because if we just go in with the assumption it's too hard, then those experiences were going to are going to be negative for us and the people around us. But if we say, okay, what, what can I learn from this? What can I, you know, how can I grow from this moment? And, and 
how can I um, exercise patience and self-compassion as I'm learning and growing through this? Because it's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's going to be, you know, some pretty stormy weather in there because change is hard. But being able to recognize these moments as opportunities to grow and teach and learn, um, I think makes a huge difference in the way people can be successful with them. And, and that's what really feeds out into the other people around them and their families. Um, in such a beautiful way too. I will tell you on, um, I think it was Friday or Thursday, my daughter, cause I've kind of been struggling with, you know, finding time to work out now hear me <laughs> wait a second so i i'm not even lying to you my daughter says to me mama you haven't really been working out have you and i said you go to your room and <laughs> um after i took her back out i was like you know what honey you're right i'm so glad for you to have said that to me i'm like no i really haven't been working out she was like do you want to work out on saturday I'm like yes we will work out on saturday she ended up being sick but yesterday she was like um, mama, I want to make sure you have your time to work out. That's what she said to me. And wow. so we went outside and I have a workout tent, like, because we work out outside. That's what we have to do. Right. And so she, mama, can I have the rower? I bring the rower out for her. She asked for the medicine ball. She didn't really do much of any, but it's not the point it, to her. It was everything. She did a little run around the square. She, it doesn't matter, but it's just, it's, and I only bring that up just to serve as that reminder that they are watching, <laughs> they are listening and they do care. And I've shown my daughter, this is a way of life. And she's showing me that I let it go for a bit, which is a wonderful thing. And now I say, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, yeah, your little awesome. accountability partner. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I know I, back off. I, I would, I would love to share just very quickly um, an experience I had with a client who has a son who is severely disabled and he um, used to fight tooth and nail about doing his physical therapy. She was had such low self-esteem and low self-worth that she wouldn't even look at herself in the mirror. And after she started, we started working and we you know worked through a lot of mindset and self-acceptance um, work, she was seeing the changes in her body and she was enjoying the exercise. And of course that alone just made her feel better. Eating better made her feel better. Her son, started asking if he could work out with her. And so we would put together physical challenges and, and now he loves using his hand bike and he's doing his physical therapy and he's helping prepare meals and there, and her husband who wouldn't ever try anything that wasn't meat and potatoes is now expanding his diet Yes, because she changed. Yes. And, and this is how we change the world, right? Exactly. And I, I don't think people understand how powerful that is. So, you know, especially moms, because they feel this burden. Oh, I have to give the kids what they want or they won't eat kind of thing. You know, well, no, you can be a parent and, and insist, uh, you know, broccoli isn't going to kill anybody, right? <laughs> if you but, throw it hard enough. But. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> But I, I love what you're doing because I love that that, because it really does spread. I mean, you can see it. You can see yeah. it happening. And it's such a beautiful thing. It's a good you thing know, we want to spread. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing. And you know, one of the things that we, Terry, you can do over the red light, uh, red light, green lights. What is it? Red light, yellow light, green light. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's all different methods out there for sure, right? But like we use red light, yellow, red light, green light, yellow light foods. Yeah. Um, subjective in some aspects, I'm sure, but you know, it's it's hard to argue that a Snickers is red is not red light, right? So, uh, you know, the kids easily now our kids specifically, and we do that in our program for moms to teach their families. Like T Tristan and Tegan will say, "Is mom, is this a red light food?" <laughs> and they know that that's like either off limits or in very moderation depending on you know the day of the week but um it, it's just amazing to see how it all transcends through to your point families and extended families and it's not only the nutrition it's not only the workouts but when when the mindset changes and a mom has self-love and starts to cultivate that um that's the extending you piece then right you build and extend to others and when I think when other people in the family start to go, whoa, she's not as stressed out, not as bitey, not as reactive, not as knee jerk, not as X, Y, and Z. And it's like, it, that is probably the number one thing that we get all the time. It's like, yeah, I lost a little bit of weight. Hey, I'm eating better, blah, blah, blah. Those things are all surface level. But when it's the depth of something that changes forever, yeah, that is where we see, uh, you know, I, I, it's just so exciting. Yeah. And it's not that it's not like you can unlearn it. Right. I mean, right. you can, you can go back and, and eat stuff and gain weight or whatever, but the, the other stuff, you can't unlearn that. Right. Yeah. And Once it's you've had amazing. it, you want it. And it's amazing how yeah. many people don't even know how to do that or that it exists or what are the first steps. Right. So oftentimes we don't even really position ourselves as, as a coach per se. And it's more, you have everything within you. We're helping you pull it out. Mm, yeah. And once you can start to do that on your own, that is when there's real change that happens that again is sustainable and lasts forever. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to take some miracle product and you don't have to go to the gym <laughs> and kill yourself. Cabbage soup, yeah. cabbage soup diet. Yeah. And you know, the daily practice is where we I come did back. it before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time this has come up and I'm just all set with this cabbage diet. Like, first of all, I don't want to be around a person who is just eating cabbage, like period, end of statement. Um, we bring it back to the daily practice, Julie, because of exactly what you just said. You know, we've had moms come in and life happens, right? You go on vacation and you're gone for a week and a half and you get back and all of a sudden some of those happy habits that you were doing start to fall by the wayside and all of a sudden you're not working out. And um, the daily practice brings it back. Yeah. You know, we had a mom that this happened to, she came back to us recently and just said, okay, I need to get back in this. I go to the daily practice. It tells you exactly what you need to be doing. You've got to do the work. I can tell you what to do, but you've got right. to do the work. But it's simple because the daily practice just brings their focus right back to where it needs, you know, needs to be. So um, that's one of the. It's a, one of the. That's why we have the daily practice with the four core components because it helps moms just plug right back in or just be consistent. Sure. You know, I have a question for you guys. So you said you started this about six years ago, correct? Yeah. Correct. Well, I know for myself, this. I, I don't know. It seemed like six years ago you were probably at the forefront of some of these sort of ideas and concepts. I mean, is that, was that the feeling that you had? Because I know 
only that I've witnessed in the past maybe three, four years has nutrition really, you know, sort of surfaced as, hey, we can do this and it doesn't have to be in the gym or, you know, we can take it to the internet and find these different, you know, products and whatnot. But I would like to think that yours is, is, is I don't want to say old, but probably started before, um, you know, before trendy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. And it did um, for sure. And I'll take two pieces of it and I'll turn it over to you. So get ready. Oh, um, I was going to corporate work. I'm in an office all day long, um, you know, started to bring my own food and not go out to eat all the time, preparing meals for what I knew I needed throughout the day. Then I said, okay, at lunch, I'm going to go to the gym. And then someone comes into your office and you talk and now your, your lunch is gone. Similar to what you were saying, you know, earlier, Julie was like, you're scarfing food and you're trying to have a meeting. And so all that went, went to shit. Right. And so I'm like, this isn't working. Um, and so I, it was, it was a January it had nothing to do with the new year's resolution, but I want to say it was like 2016 or something like that. But I remember, I was like, no, I know that there's these at-home workouts that exist. And so I'm just going to start doing them. I despise the mornings. I love my sleep. Katrina gets up way earlier than I do. And I was determined. And I was like, I am going to work out and set my day. And it was just a decision I made. And from that point forward, it hasn't stopped. And so, yeah, I mean, that was, it was it's definitely a little, was a little cutting edge um, at the time, right? Because now working out at home is okay. And people thought, oh, you can't get results. And I was getting better results with 30 minute workouts and now we've created our own and we put them in the program and the consistency, the habit, um, and doing it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are, right? It's just getting it done is what matters. What were you turning over to me? Oh, I was turning over to you then. The Everything. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So like the building you and extending you pieces, I think, you know, those weren't at inception. It was more fitness, working out. And I kind of always say it with that tone because that is the Googleable stuff. And I know some people need someone to push them to do it, but it's these other things and this self-love and the extending you that really, you know, I owe all to Trina for just, it's, I mean, one, it's her personality, but two, it's um, what she's been able to bring to this to say, uh, this is what people need in order to be successful. Yeah. And I think Julie, you touched on this a little bit earlier is people don't want to, it's, it, it's hard. And I just had this conversation with this woman who, um, it was her birthday and, um, she's not where she wants to be. She hasn't been doing what she needs to do to get to where she wants to be. And she spent her birthday beating herself up and crying. And so I challenged her. I said, I want you to spend four days every morning. I want you to write 15, 20 minutes. What were the stories going through your head? Just get it all out there. What were you saying to yourself? What were you beating yourself up? Get it out. Because once you get it out, you can start to say, what did I learn? People don't want to get through the yucky to get to the learning, <laughs> you know, right? And, and it's hard. Quote and, that. Quote uh, that. Yeah. The yucky, yucky to, to the learning. To the learning, I love it. <laughs> and so, you know, she has needed the support. And that's, that's where we come in from a coaching perspective is I'm not telling her what to do. I'm telling her, I'm encouraging her to do something that I know that can help her get to um, a breakout for her own self, right? 
And, but it's hard. It, it is, there are moments that are going to be hard, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it to who you want to become. And I often, for my own personal self, there have been times in my life, look, I'm as human as everybody else. I have things that I need to grow within and work through and build into. And I look at it as a cocoon, like getting out of that cocoon. If you help a butterfly or, a, you know, at the time, if you help the caterpillar get out of the, the um, cocoon, that, that butterfly will not live. It will not survive. They have to go through that process of yeah. really working hard to get out of that cocoon to become a butterfly. And so those are the moments, those are the hard work through moments that help you become a butterfly. They, and yeah. so that's what I, you know, we try to help people, uh, moms specifically, really go through some of those processes so that they can become that butterfly. That 2.0 version is what we call it. Yeah, I, I had just posted something on my Facebook um, and it, it simply stated, we are the sum of our choices. And what are you choosing today? And you could read that and think of that as a negative, or you can read that and think of that as a positive, but no matter what, we are the sum of our choices. Every choice that we've made, if you think that you're unfit, well, you it's a choice that you've made, consciously or unconsciously, it's still a choice. Do you know what I mean? And like I said, it can be maybe perceived as a negative experience, but I don't intend it to be because we can make choices now. If you're seeing it as a negative, now you have one foot in front to make more positive choices. And it sounds exactly what you were saying, Trina. We're just gonna make one choice today. We're gonna make one positive choice and that will transcend because we are the sum of our choices. No matter what, we are. And we are worthy of having those amazing things. And I just really love, love what you're doing so, so what can people do to get involved in your um, Power Mom program? Of course, our dogs are barking. And I was just going to say, um, leave. <laughs> dogs are barking, someone's at the door. <laughs> um, so we have our Power Mom Nation Facebook group that we would love um, moms to join. Um, that is, you can find on Facebook, and I know you guys are going to post the link yep. uh, below as well. And then for moms to come into our program, guys, it's not cookie cutter at all, right? So every single person we want to make sure is a good fit, that they're in the, the, the right space at the time to be able to do this, to be able to face those facts, to take the time in the beginning to go through the weekly game plan to plug into the daily practice. And so we do a, a coaching call with, with those moms in the beginning, um, a, a free call to see, Hey, is this a good fit for you? So I can give you all that link as well. And yeah. um, on the phone, make sure that uh, again, it, it's a good fit and, and something that they're really ready to plug into. That's great. That's really great. Yeah. We'll post all of that information in the show notes for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Definitely. And I, I have a, so our, our other co-hosts usually ask this question, but I'm going to ask it now. The caveat is you cannot answer together. You hear the rules. You cannot answer together. Okay. He asks, what are your three ingredients for a successful, abundant life? Yeah. Don't look, don't look. Three ingredients. Trina, you go first. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> for a successful life. Um, or just your three ingredients for, just share your three ingredients for life. Because okay, I tell this to Tegan every single night and okay. I tell her that she has three jobs and it's to love, to learn, and to be happy. Beautiful. Now, Trina, you have to change yours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
give yourself yourself self-love in some way every single day. Mm. Um, feed your body and your mind with positive foods and I guess that's really thoughts. yeah, thoughts and learnings. And the third one is stay grateful. Stay in a place of gratitude every single day and your life will flourish in so many wonderful ways. I love it. You passed the test. What's that? I said, yes, you passed the test. You, passed the test. you, you did. know what's really it's... cool to your listeners? And I mean this, this lets them know that none of this is scripted and this is all real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I know. It's really, it's really great. So I the, hope. Um, the first time he asked that question, I was like, that is our question. Like, this is our question that we ask on our podcast. And so every time we're like wrapping up, I'm like, Johnny ask your question, <laughs> ask your question. <laughs> Cause it, it gets you too. It gets you to kind of think about that. And for anyone listening, I'm hoping that they're pausing to think about what their three ingredients are. And if it's not the ingredients that you want to, you know, spread or give out, then again, you are the sum of your choices. So you have that power. And I love your title. We keep saying power. And every time I'm like, this is why power moms is so great because you're simply giving back power, giving back control that you probably didn't even experience or ever knew that you could have. We come into this mom life and everything else dissipates, or it may seem that way, but you're saying it doesn't have to. And you're saying, join you and experience it. Experience you. This podcast was produced by Julie, Tiffany, and myself. Keep updated for the latest deep health, nutritious conversations. If you're already successful in the health and well-being industry, a coach, practitioner, trainer, and other related career passions with a thriving business and have an interesting story, we'd love to hear from you. 